production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. All right, today we're going to talk about the eternal question, right? How do you know what people think about you? That's what we're going to talk about on this episode of the Story Connect podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Megan McCoy No, one of the storytellers at Pioneer Utility Resources, and I am joined by Kelly Burns, the marketing manager at Consolidated Telephone Company in Minnesota. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thanks for having me. No, it's exciting. We, we are recording live at Calix Connections Conference. It's in Las Vegas with just a few thousand of our closest broadband <laughs> service provider friends. Uh, any background noise that you might hear, it's here to set the mood, I think, for storytelling, right? For sure. Yep. Yes, yes. So we're excited that you're here because you are part of the conference, right? You are one of the speakers, and you spoke this morning on the Net Promoter Score and the reason why the voice of the customer is so important. Could you share a little bit about what you shared in your session today? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we really talked about you know, what is a net promoter score and how do you administer a net promoter score? And basically what it is, it's a, a survey that you send out to your membership. It can be, you know, just one or two questions. How would you rate our service? Would you recommend us to somebody else? Okay. And basically it's a scale from one to 10. And with Calix's help, they take that data and then they transpose it into a number for us. And for CTC, that number is a 72. Oh, so if we were getting graded, uh, what is the general grade for the industry, just for folks to know? So in telecommunications, traditionally, I would say it's it's oftentimes a negative number. It can go all the way to negative 100, and then on the positive side, it can go up to 100. So typically, we see either, you know, that negative number all the way up to about 1 to 10. So it's... Okay. Yeah. So well above the industry average. <laughs> I should say one to 10 out of 100. Yes. So so y'all are rating pretty well. Customers think fairly highly of you. And it sounds like this isn't a huge questionnaire that folks fill out. It's, it's simple. It's how many total questions? It's two questions. Two. Typically two. Um, you can also do... You know, up to five. We say no more than five questions because it gets to be too much and people don't want to fill it out. Yeah, you don't want to put any onus on them to do something to help you out, right? Exactly. When do you reach out to folks with this? Is it after every interaction that you have with them or do you do just a, a sampling across the board? So a traditional net promoter score is a relational survey, so it should primarily be sent out maybe once or twice a year. Um, just to gauge your membership and really get an overall feel for your brand. And this isn't just for telecommunications. I mean, it's for any industry can actually administer an NPS. But, um, yeah, so we started this year just doing it once, and then we wanted to get a benchmark. So we just ran another survey, which is about six months later. And now I think we'll continue to do it once a year and build some company goals upon this. I like that. So you, you're benchmarking how you are, and then how y'all grow as you move forward. Yep. Uh, so what were some of the things that you were sharing in the session? Because we, we've covered kind of and given everyone a good foundation of what NPS is, right? But why does it matter and how can you use that information to fuel your marketing tactics and your overall story? Yeah, so for us, um, the conversation started because we were doing just some transactional surveys. So after every install or after every service trouble that went mm-hmm. out, we would 
have a survey just to get a feel for how did we do? You know, is your service better? Did you like your service? Those kind of things. Sure. So we really wanted to take a deeper dive into what are customers feeling about us. And the unique thing for us is when we first administered the survey, it was it was on the heels of a rate increase. So we were really apprehensive about what our customers were going to say when they just had their rates on their internet service go up. But So basically, <laughs> hi, we're going to raise your rates. How do you feel about exactly. us? Exactly. Oh, do you love us so much? Um, how did they feel? You know, I think for the most part, they're really understanding. And, you know, it's they said, well, we've been your customer for a long time. We love your service. We really love your staff and the people who help us. And so while it's a bummer that we have a rate increase, we're not going anywhere and we love CTC. So, oh, that's nice. So it, it was very favorable and yeah, it was, it was pretty eye opening actually. <laughs> is there a way for folks to, is it like an open-ended question as part of the survey where you get some of those um, feel good vibes? Yes. So the first question is just a rating scale from one to 10. Sure. And then we add a second question, you know, would you recommend us? Why or why not? And is there anything else we can do to improve? Okay. Um, So that's where a lot of those comments came from. And we actually took it a step further. So anyone who rated us a 9 or 10, we took those those people and we reached out to them again. And we actually said, hey, thanks so much for the the good vibes. Would you be willing to leave us a Google review? I like this approach, Kelly. This is very smart. Yeah. So our board of directors were concerned because our Google rating was a 3.4. And after we out of five, not a hundred, out of five, yes. Okay, just and to be after, clear yeah. <laughs> for everyone tuning in, exactly. And after resoliciting um, those promoters, within five days, we had fifty-eight new responses, and our rating jumped from a three point four to a four point five, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like that deserves a round of applause right there. Uh, yeah. We'll ask our podcast engineer to add that in. Well, that's huge. And I love that because you're not just surveying and finding out what folks think about you, which is good. But then you're saying, you know what? These folks really love us. Yep. How else can they help us? Exactly. So, yeah. And it's a simple ask and they don't have to. But it was so easy. And yeah, I mean... That was just huge engagement and just a short amount of time. It didn't require them to do a lot of effort. So it was it was really powerful for us. Another thing that we're doing is so we took all the responses and we were able to map them out. So where were those service where were those customers on our service map? Right. Um, we noticed that there was a trend with anyone who had had our services for three, five or many more years than that. They think we're in this honeymoon phase of you know, we're used to each other. We've had you your services for a long time. We're just complacent. And so not that they gave us a bad rating, but they weren't as favorable as maybe the new customers or the new build areas that we have. So one thing that we did to help to try to get that sentiment up is we strategically held some Taste of Technology events in those service areas. And so, Taste of Technology event? Yes. That sounds delicious. It was great. Yes, we would... We would have a big meal for everybody, and then they could come and ask questions, and they were able to, um, you know, get a learning component. So we would teach them how to use our the Calyx apps and things like that, and yeah. and they loved it. I mean, every each one that we had, they were increasing in attendance, and yeah, people were engaged. And so I'm curious to see now that we just ran the second round, 
you know, if those engagement scores or those sentiment scores in those areas that were a little bit lower are up. Yeah, and it also could be that those folks that have been with you a while just haven't had a lot of touch points right. lately. So I love the idea of targeting the areas where you need to invest a little more time, a little more love yep. uh, to get those good vibes going again. Um, so yeah, let us know how that goes. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, for you. and it's a good reminder that we have to keep reaching out to them just because their customers are long-term customers. We still have to you know, engage with them on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, as we say here, you have to keep telling your story, Yep. you know, again and again, it's not, not enough that they're just a subscriber, but you need to make them feel like part of the family. So how many people did you have come to your taste of technology events? Um, we did four of them over the summer and I think each one had minimum a hundred people. I think the last one was about 140. (laughs) We also, (laughs) that's a lot. So we also added the incentive to that one where they could win meat packages. <laughs> Sorry, yes. I'm going to need you to say that again. It's a total Minnesota thing. <laughs> no, no, actually Missouri as well. I have heard of meat packaging before for members, um, but I love that. So for folks who, who are not aware of this phenomenon in the co-op world, could you explain meat packages for me? Yeah, so basically we just had, you know, we went to the local meat shop and we said, okay, here's our budget can you put some packs of meat together? And so basically we're giving out ribeyes and hamburger yeah. and whatever else. They, they just had to show up and enter into the drawing to win. And yeah, they loved it. I, I will tell you, if you're looking for future ideas for a meat-focused story opportunity, um, if you have Future Farmers of America in yep. your community, I know that some co-ops will buy the prize-winning uh, cows. Oh, nice. Right? And so they're supporting the kids. Um, the board members go out and will buy those cows from the kids. And then they package them up. There's a co-op in Missouri that does this. That's they amazing. They package the meat, they freeze it, and then they give it away at their annual meeting. Oh, that's cool. And you mentioned the annual meeting. And part of our annual meeting... so. After COVID, everything went digital, and we found that, you know, while our annual meeting is great being virtual, why not have these smaller events in each of these communities as a way to bring people together since we're not doing the annual meetings? Right. Okay. I like that. Are there any other smaller events like this that y'all do at CTC? Um, We do, you know, when we're constructing a fiber network, oftentimes we will... Um, do some meet and greets in the community or just do With some pop-up meat? events. Those ones don't usually have the meat. Oh, but imagine if we had meat <laughs> and greets. I, yes. see, I see a future, Kelly. Yes, I'm very excited about the possibilities here. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. So you, you have moments where you're making those one-on-one connections in the community. Um, and so with your RPS score, knowing how folks feel about you, now having some targeted places for engagement to help improve your scores. Is there anything else that y'all are doing with that data to help strengthen your story in the community? Yes. So with the NPS data, um, we're basing our company goals off of this data. So not only do we have those comments and the feedback, but now we also have a basis for our marketing campaign. So in the future, you know, we can look at, well, we found that subscribers who have a higher service tier are generally happier. So taking that data and those people who have, you know, those lower speed tiers, maybe we can reach out to them to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you're having a bad experience. What can we do to help you? Um, so that's just one thing. But then, you know, setting this baseline of, you know, how do we keep our customers happy year after year? And so it's really going to be a driving force for the whole cooperative. 
Well, and I know it's it's so good to have those open-ended questions in a survey and to have all that those stories from your subscribers. Yes. Um, how do you keep track of those specifically? Like the the because it's so hard. It's not a number that you can just show on the screen. So how do you go through all of those text comments that you receive? Oh, there's so many. So a lot of them, we're going to cycle through our website. Mm-hmm. We've picked out a few of them that, whether they relate to business or residential specifically, we'll insert those into a campaign to say... All right. So you're using them in your campaign? Yes. That's yep. nice. Do you attribute them to the person or are they anonymous? They're anonymous, okay. typically, unless we get their permission. But yeah, typically they are anonymous. Do you have a favorite? Oh, gosh. There's so many good ones. I I think all of the ones that, that point out how they... Just how we enrich their lives and have made technology better... Um, those are what makes me happy. Actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. We had one yeah. come in today. Ooh, this is exciting. Randomly, yes, it just came in like Hot an hour presses, ago. folks. And he just, he just got installed with fiber, and his comment was very favorable. Yeah, so he said our technician put a smile on his face, and he watched the construction throughout the summer, and so he was so excited when it was finally his turn to get installed, and he just... He ranted and raved and just could not could not thank our team enough for their support and for bringing the technology to him. It's those it's those comments that really just make everything that we're doing just feel like you know the right thing. <laughs> it makes it worthwhile. Absolutely, it's it's a lot of work what y'all are doing. Uh, so I love that you're getting that. Are you sharing those kinds of comments with your staff as well? Yes, that one I will for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be selective yeah. with which ones you share. Um, I try. Well, we try to put it out there. I mean, everyone can look at them whenever. But yeah, specifically when we have our board meetings or our company meetings, we like to pull a few of those up there just because I don't think people get told enough how, how what they're doing makes an impact and that they're doing a great job. Well, and especially in a purpose-driven industry like ours, it, it makes a big impact to know how people feel about you and that, you know, they, they kind of love you. Yep, so, exactly. I love that. <laughs> well, Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your story with Utility Pioneers. She's Kelly Burns, Marketing Manager at Consolidated Telephone Company, and I'm your host, Megan mccoy No at Pioneer Utility Resources. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.